0: Welcome back to Defeat the Darkness. This is Vivian L. Miller. I'm here with C.J. Jones, and we're going to, once again, talk about things we can do to help defeat the darkness. So how are you doing, Cheryl? I'm doing really well. Having a good day. How are you? (laughs) I am blessed, abundantly, highly favored, and deeply loved. Amen. That's that's my story. I'm sticking to it. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Well, you know, there's been there's so much going on in this world, and it's hard to even know sometimes what to, what you can depend on. Mm-hmm. But the one thing you can depend on is the Lord. Amen. He He never changes. His word never changes. And we got into ch- trouble as a as a society when we stepped away from Him. Yeah. Because he is a gentleman and he will not force himself on anyone. That's right. So I started thinking about last week and anybody who follows me on Truth Social, you would know where we're going with this because I've been talking about it all week. Go to go to um Proverbs twenty two, please. Okay. And read verse six, and I'm going to read it in mine after yours. I want to hear what yours says. Okay, it says,
1: direct your children unto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it.
0: Mine says, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. All of us, at some point, we do our best with our children. None of us are perfect. Um, depending on how well we know the word we may have done, some people may have done better with other, than others raising their children. We've all made mistakes with our kids, but the enemy knows that a house divided against itself will fall. And so he is constantly trying to sow division into every area of our life. Mm-hmm. And he has taken over with the children. Oh, we can sure. see we can see where the world is, is, is because of what he's done with our children. Right. And too many people have not trained up their child in the way that they should go. And when they got old, now we're dealing with chaos because there's a heck of a lot of children. And I'm talking, you know, kids that were raised in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Those kids are grown now. And we're seeing the result of those kids not being raised in, up in, a, in the the way that they should go.
1: Uh huh.
0: And it it bothers me when I see how many families have. My own family, I have. I'm believing I'm believing the Lord for some turnaround in my own family with with you know, the next generation. Right. Every one of us. Every one of us have have. Um, challenges when it comes to the young because the enemy has targeted the young yeah when I first uh, you know came into the kingdom of God I knew now I knew about the darkness because I've lived in the darkness but I didn't realize how dark the darkness really is at that point I mean I had done some things that I'm not proud of and you know when I made Jesus the Lord of my life those things were all washed away that was an old that was the old me not the the, not the regenerated person but in spite of the fact that I did things that I wasn't proud I'm not proud of it wasn't as dark as it as it is now right nothing I did was as dark as it is now right and you can
1: definitely tell the difference you
0: know Mm -hmm. yeah
1: from when I we mean, were younger was, to now.
0: Right. I always thought black was black. You know, the color, the black is like the absence of color. Uh-huh. Well, or, you know, every color put together, I'm not quite sure how you describe it, but I always thought black was just black, but black isn't just black. There are deeper shades of it, apparently. Right. <laughs> because that's what we're seeing now. And when, there, when you're dealing with, when you're seeing, the, my first indication that, the darkness was darker than I realized. I had been born again, maybe a year and a half. Maybe a year and a half. And no, it wasn't even that long. It was a few months into my walk. And I began, I, I've talked about volunteering on that prayer line on, for that TV station. Mm-hmm. And I met someone while I was volunteering on that prayer line who Was having demonic manifestations in her household and she knew that God had had helped me or directed me to help people clean their homes out spiritually and she invited me to her house and asked me to to clean the house out spiritually and so I went and I I prayed I always prayed beforehand and prayed throughout the house and did what I knew to do and Follows the leading of the Lord, and he did have me spend a little more time in a couple of places in her house, but I didn't think much of it because that always happened. I mean, he would have me center on a certain part of the house in different houses, uh-huh. and um, <coughs> excuse me, and so I didn't think much of it. And um, we finished, and I gave her some instruction about what she wanted to do, what she should do going forward, you know, to keep the house clean. And I don't know, maybe three weeks later, she calls me back and says she's having manifestations that are even worse than the other time before she called me. And I'm thinking to myself, this doesn't, this shouldn't happen. Right. The house should be clean. And she was Baptist. So, you know, being raised Baptist, she, you know, healing's passed away. And I mean, I'm not pounding Baptist, but I mean, she didn't know about the spirit realm. Yeah. That's not something the Baptist. That's right. The Baptists are very common. The one thing that's very common with Baptists is they know the word very well. Mm-hmm. Very well. But they're not taught about the darkness. And here we were three weeks later, roughly, and she was having more manifestations and, and more what's the word I'm looking for. They were more prominent. They were more more obvious. They were more bold. Those spirits yeah. had become more bold. I guess that's the best way to think. So I prayed about it and she wanted me to come out again. I'm thinking something's wrong with this picture. This should never, I should never have a second repeat, repeat visit to a house. And I, I, by that time, the Lord had had me clean out a number of houses. So I knew that was not normal. So I went back to her house and I said, there's something here that is drawing those spirits back. And we need to figure out what it is because they, sh- they should never, I shouldn't have had to make a second trip. Well, part of it was she had some familiar objects in her house. Mm-hmm. Her husband had spent a lot of money on video games back in the day. And he had over $5,000 invested in video games. And a lot of them were very demonic. Yeah. And well, $5,000 back then was a lot of money. Yeah. And, um, So I said, well, he's going to have to, you're going to have to get rid of these, because this is, you know, it's a familiar, it's bringing familiar spirits in. And she said, he's not going to like it. And I said, well, you're making the choice. If you choose to keep it to here, I can't help you anymore. We went through the, she agreed to get, to talk to her husband, get rid of those things. Again, I'm thinking to myself, what is going on with this house? Well, several weeks later, she called me, and then the full story came out. The full story was that um, this house, or this, she had two children, two uh, little girls that were living with her, and come to find out they were actually foster kids. Mm Mm-hmm. These two foster kids were the the two youngest of seven siblings. The other five siblings were, were in mental health facilities. Oh, goodness. There were no birth certificates for any of these children. Really? And the reason there were no birth certificates for any of these children was because these children were raised for satanic sacrifice. Oh Lord. And the reason the first, the older five were all in mental health facilities was because they had been put there because they were out of control. Wow. And the two younger ones, the two little girls, they were two and three at the time. The, the two younger ones that were that were in her house that she had as foster kids those two little girls knew how to call how to call call on those spirits and make them come to the, come to them and those two little she caught the two little girls calling those spirits back in Really that's what was happening in the house my goodness they had been taught to do that Wow. Talk about training up a child in the way they should go, right? Right. The, the enemy knows every single thing that's in the word. Yeah. But he twists everything in the word. Mm-hmm. So he used, you know, train up a child in the way they should go as, as a way to train up his, you know, the, the yeah. people that were their parents were in satanic worship. That's what the full story was. And none Was, of these kids had birth certificates because they were raised to be
1: sacrificed. Oh, goodness. Was this known ahead of time or did
0: this no, come out later? This came out later.
1: Okay, wow.
0: And that, that then explained why why they, the manifestations were getting stronger and all that. Yeah. Mm. So... This is, a, this is an extreme example, but these things are very real. People don't like to talk about it. I mean, I have, I've had friends where the, the pastor said to them, don't talk to me about the oogity-boogity. It's not oogity-boogity. It's the way Satan really works. <laughs> it's the way things, these things really happen.
1: That's one of his greatest um, lies, I think, is convincing an entire world that he doesn't exist. Right, you know, and it's all—it's everything that happens to you is—is is all God, you know. God brings the mm-hmm. bad stuff on you. That's what He's managed to convince people of. Yeah, convince an entire world of.
0: And, because it's religion. Religion says, you know, God's going to get you. God's right. going to get you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you tell somebody that long enough, they're not going to trust God. Exactly. That's, that's the whole thing. And, see yeah. the, and the thing of it is, is that the people, the one I just mentioned, the, the, the pastor saying to two friends of mine, don't talk to me about the oogity boogity. Yeah. These were two people that I met who had gotten born again and, and spirit filled. They got delivered from satanic, the satanic church. They wow. came into the kingdom of God after being satanists yeah and they were trying to share with the pastor people need to understand what this is and what's going on don't talk to me about the good that's what the pastor told them and that's
1: a big part of the the, the problem today that yes. the pastors yes, don't want do. to talk about it right they, they don't, don't want to talk to about it they it. don't want their congregation to know about it they don't want that right they don't want to address it they don't want to deal with it you if know we, um, if we
0: don't if we don't talk about it it will disappear Right. Well, it's becoming very blatant in our world.
1: Exactly. It's
0: and you have, you're, very...
1: it, you know, pastors have an entire congregation full of people sitting there completely ignorant of the devil and all his lies and his, his uh,
0: manipulation.
1: Exactly. Manipulation. Every trick that he has in his, his
0: bag. Because they. Which he doesn't they... have that much, but if you don't understand how it works, you won't do anything about it
1: right exactly and that's 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 such a big problem today and that's why people are sitting there in bondage and you know um continually continuously dealing with the same things over and over again and Mm -hmm. can't get can't get victory in their lives because they don't know that hey you have this power and you have this authority over this enemy that we have that is roaming
0: on this earth you they know? don't understand that. They also don't understand if there's something that they've been doing that's allowing him in. They don't mm-hmm. re- recognize they have any responsibility to get rid of whatever it is that is allowing them in. Right. Whether it be the the, um, the you know the tendency to be offended easily and then get into strife and then get into bitterness and anger and resentment. We're yeah. told to forgive, but mm-hmm. we're not. What we're not told is that there are actually spirits enticing us to get in those things in the first place. Yeah. Because it's not just us. You can make a decision or I can make a decision to, want to, to not get in strife, but if I don't understand that there's spirits that are, that are working to cause me to, to fall back into that, then I'm not gonna take authority over them. Right. I'm going to think it's my willpower that will make me stay out of strife. (laughs) Willpower is not, not enough. The will to walk, the will, the will to walk in love and stay in love. Mm -hmm. God will empower you with that, but it's not your willpower. It's you saying, Lord, I'm going to walk in love and you're going to help me (laughs) regardless of what it costs my flesh. That's a whole different issue. Right. Look at Isaiah 54. okay and read verse
1: 13 please it says i will teach all your children and they will enjoy great peace
0: okay and i like it that one i like better in the king james and all your children should be taught of the lord and great shall be the peace of your children that word peace is shalom nothing missing nothing broken being taught of the Lord is being is being guided, being disciplined, being being um, trained up by his by his word, by his um, spirit. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing now that latchkey children started in the seventies, and yeah. what we're seeing now are adults that are that were latchkey children that were allowed to just do whatever until their parents got home. Yeah. And they didn't have the, the guidance like they did in the 50s where their mom was home and saw what they were doing and stay on them and made sure they had their homework done, made sure that they were doing the right thing, made sure they weren't running the streets. That's right. By the 70s, that had disappeared. That's what That's what we're dealing with. A lot of this chaos is because Satan has had this thing. He wants the innocent. He wants the shedding of innocent blood mm-hmm. look how look what has happened with abortion that's the shedding of innocent blood yeah satan has wanted the children for forever and he he has maneuvered things to the point where we now we have generations not just one generation but several generations of people that are adults but don't know how to handled themselves in the in the adult world they're not adults yeah they've been strained up by television or the or society or brainwashing in school or social media or something else Mm -hmm. and we're we're reaping the the harvest on that chaos that's right or that chaos is our harvest i guess i should say yeah And, you know, the biblical principles have not gone away. And they were. They were. They're not meant to to make us uh, tow a real heavy-duty line and have something, you know, big burdens or whatever. That's not what it's meant to do. It's meant to keep us safe. But people don't understand that. Yeah. Go to Ephesians 6. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to read Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, and then I'd like you to read it in yours. Okay. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long upon, on the earth. Go ahead.
1: Says, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you,
0: and you will have a long life on the earth. When I read the scripture today, what I see, what I think immediately about is all the young men who have died in shootings and, um, you know, riots, and all the violence that's taking place, especially in the large cities. A lot of these young men are, were, are involved in gangs, they're involved in, in selling drugs on the street, they're involved in street fights, they're involved in demonstrations, God only knows. Right. But for the most part, if you ever hear one of those, those that type of person being interviewed, they have absolutely no respect for authority. Absolutely right. no respect for, for family unit. Mm-hmm. And this promise is not for them, which is why they die young. Yeah. Look how many, how many young people, mainly young, young men of color, have passed away because of something stupid. A fight uh-huh. over a over a parking place, or a you know, somebody gets out of their car at the a stop sign and starts beating on I mean, those things, these are spiritual laws, and without respect for authority, you know that they were never taught respect at home, which means yeah. they're not honoring their father and their mother. Do you follow? Do you follow well, my yeah. train of thought? I do. And and that's what's happening is these these. They've not been trained that way. Now, there's another side to this that I wanted to talk about because I grew up, you you know that there were some complications during my birth. Mm-hmm. I don't like to talk about it, but it needs to be addressed because of the fact that because of the complications during my birth, my my parents, especially my mother, was tried to be so protective of me and so mindful of me because of the, because of the things that happened during my birth. It was very complicated. Both me and my younger brother both had problems at birth. His were different than mine, but it didn't matter. She felt, she was extremely protective to the point that it was, it suffocated me. And as a result of being suffocated as a, as a, a an individual, I couldn't be myself. Anytime I I agreed with her and, and, you know, just played along and said, yes, you're right. And yes, I should do this. And I didn't agree with most of what she said to me because it, she and I didn't see things the same way mm-hmm. at all. But as long as I did that, everything was peaceful. But as soon as I tried to stand up and be my own person and say, no, I think it needs to go this way. That's when all hell would break loose in, in my household. So I spent my entire Years at home. I got married when I was nineteen. I I think I'm pretty sure I got married because I wanted out of there. Because she was suffocating me. I couldn't be who I want who I was. Yeah. And I, there were many spirits operating through my mother. It wasn't until I came to know the Lord and then started talking, you know, learning about the spirit realm that I realized that I was really dealing with spirits. My mother was she was a victim of those spirits. She didn't control anything about her life. They controlled her. But at that time, I didn't understand that. But she was so protective of me that when I got married at 19 and moved out, I didn't know how to keep a checkbook. I knew that you should keep a checkbook, but I really had never done it. I didn't know how to wash my own clothes. I, I knew how to drive, but only because she tried to prove to me that I didn't need a driver's license. And then I proved to her through a series. She tried to use a series of events to prove to me that I didn't need a driver's license. And when she tried to prove it to me, she ended up proving my point, which was I needed a driver's license. But that yeah. was the only thing I managed to get that was a move towards adulthood. So I was completely unprepared the real world right I was never allowed to make mistakes she would always counterman whatever I was going to do saying it's a mistake do it this way so therefore I never saw the the consequences of any of my mistakes and my father on the other hand he would let me he would tell me go ahead and if you want think that's I don't think that's a good idea but go ahead Yeah, And so, but I never, he, she would always countermand that. So I never got a chance to actually make a mistake in the, because ideally raising children and you've raised children, you know what it's like. Uh Uh They don't always agree with you, but if they can make the mistakes while they still live with you, you're able to catch them when they fall. Right. My mother would never let me get to the point where she had to catch me. Right so i made a, a bunch of mistakes all the mistakes i would have made at say 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 i made them all from the 19 to like 23 and i made a bunch of them and i learned not to tell to handle it myself because if i said one word to her she'd say i knew blah 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 and she'd start telling me how i should have done things differently why, did you, why didn't you do it? Why didn't you listen to me? And she'd give me a hard time. So I learned not to share anything with her. I, I struggled through a lot of stuff without saying a word to her because I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. I understand that in her heart, she was trying to protect me. But in reality, she did me a big disservice. Big disservice right because had i learned those things that i learned the hard way i would have learned them with her and my dad to back me up and say okay did you learn something from this maybe this was the wrong choice you know but i didn't have that i didn't have that option yeah and and that's where we that there's a point and we've talked about this on our personal time there's a point when a parent has to allow their child to become the brother or sister of the, in the Lord for that of that parent. No longer is, are they their, their child? Yeah. We both have son. I, I don't think I've ever used the term son to my, to my, to my child, my, my young man, my grown man. Now, uh-huh. I don't think I've ever called him son. Not that he isn't, but I've just never done that. And I don't know why I've never done that. But I just never have. Yeah. not saying there's anything wrong with that. I've just never called him that. And, and when he was, mm, I want to say 25, maybe, 23, somewhere in there. Um, I did say that 24, maybe. I did say to him, the Lord, I was praying about him one day. And the Lord said, no, I don't want to hear from you. You tell Brian it's time for me to hear from him. And I said, what are you saying? He says, you tell him that I want to hear from him directly. You could still agree with him, but you are no longer, ha- you no longer should take the full prayer, you know, pray everything for him because I want to hear from him. Right should I wish I'd taken a picture of his face when I told him that. So I told him, <laughs> I told him what the Lord told me. And he looked at me like, like I was telling him I was, I was leaving his life forever and never to call me, never to speak to me again, ever. And he had this look on his face and he says, you mean you're never going to pray for me again? I said, no, that's not what I said. The Lord told me I was not to carry the, the prayer, um, you know the main prayer burden for you that he yeah. wanted to hear from you directly. I'm I'm allowed to agree with you in prayer, but I'm not allowed to pray for your stuff myself
1: anymore. Got it. That's yeah. I remember you telling
0: me that story, and but we did it in private, which is why I'm sharing it again. Yeah, for the podcast. But that was that was kind of hard for him at first. It's no longer hard for him because he he knows how to hear from the Lord. And he tells me things the Lord says sometimes that I need to hear because he hears from the Lord in a way that I don't hear from the Lord. We have we all have our different ways of hearing mm-hmm. and he will say something sometimes something to me that's I re- profound and I really need to hear, but he's hearing it from a different standpoint because he has a different relationship, and he shares it with me, and I mean, I can't tell you how many times he's really given me just the nugget I needed at that moment. Right. But it ha- I had to let him know, I, I'm, I'm still your, I will always be your mother, I will always love you, but I am no longer protecting you with my prayers. And even here recently, there's been some things that have happened, and I start to pray about it, and the Lord said, mm-hmm, nope. He didn't ask you to pray about it. I'm like, okay. Interesting. Not that I wouldn't, I don't want to. I mean, there's certain things I confess over him every day, just like you do with with Cameron. Right. But... But as far as praying for him, I do, I pray for him like I pray for you and other people, but I don't, I don't, you know, go into big, a big, huge thing just for him. That's what I'm getting at. Right. Because I'm not supposed to take, I'm not supposed to take the bulk of his prayer needs. But Psalm 112 starting at verse one, praise ye the Lord, blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandments. My, and then I always say, my, it says his seed, but I always say my seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation shall be upright, shall be, shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house and his righteousness endures forever. I, I pray that, speak that over him every day. I confess it over myself and over him. And it's amazing what God can do when you just give Him the word. That's right. That is right. And ever since, and you know, being a mom, and you you know, because you're a mom, there's times when you want to jump in there and start taking on the the, the care of whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. But I've learned it's so much easier just to speak, just declare the word over him and let the Lord work with him. It's the best thing to the do, Lord really. Is, yeah, the Lord has done amazing things with him. Given the the, the natural from the natural perspective, it's not possible the things that, have, that God has done with him. But we're not in the natural. No. We're in the supernatural. Amen. And that age when when your child becomes or my child becomes the the brother or sister in the Lord is different for every child. Right. But I know how much resentment my mother created between she and I because of her always, always interfering with every, every, every single thing that every decision I made, she always wanted to. She would come over to my house and, op- and open my mail and read it. Oh, goodness yeah (laughs) talk about interference yeah that would never occur to me to go to brian's house and pick up his mail and start reading
1: right things happened recently you know with my son and he's 21 now and you know he's trying to live his own life he's trying to trying to to grow up and trying to be responsible and you know he's gotten a lot better at it in the last couple of years you know cuz he's he's growing he's maturing and that's mm-hmm. what he should be doing and i do like i like you said i do confess things over him mm-hmm. and you know i'll i'll uh always remind the lord you know father i trust you with my son Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'll, he'll come to me about, well, what do you think about this, mom? What do you think about this? And probably more so lately because he's really, really been trying to figure out which direction he wants to go in life. You know, what career he wants to pursue and the kind of things that he wants to do. he He was set on one particular career for a long time. And then when he got to college, I think that's when he realized that's not what he wanted to do. Right. So anyway, so he's kind of for the last, you know, probably year or so um, kind of bounced around back and forth from maybe I'll pursue this career or maybe I'll pursue that career or maybe this is what I want to do with my life or I want to do this or I want to try this for a little while and whatever. You know, and there was a time when I would have tried to talk him out of a lot of a lot of things he wanted to do or he's been saying he wants to do. Mm hmm. Um, I don't really do that anymore. And what I do is when he comes to me and he's wanting some kind of advice and you and I talked about this off in our private conversations, you know, I'll, I'll tell him, you know, um, he'll ask me, what do you think about this? And I'll give him my opinion, but all, but what I tell him is it's your decision. Right. You have you have to make the decisions. You know, I can point you in a direction, but you have to you have to decide what you're going to do. He has the um, ultimate. Final and there's thing. a lot of. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of times that he'll make a decision that I absolutely do not agree with, and I, I just have to let him. And I know he's going to make a mistake, and I know it's going to be a difficult path for him because I know it's not the right, right. one. Right, But I have to let him go, go down it. Otherwise, how's right. he going to learn? You know, how's yeah, he going to learn? Plate.
0: And that's the thing that that's what made it so hard for me because my parents didn't let me do that. And so I made some really, yeah. really, yeah, some really bad decisions. But the thing is, it is, is that I, I think back and, I, and I, I know, like I said, her heart was in the right place. But the problem was, that it didn't do me any favors, right? You know, that's what the problem was. Yeah, and it it took me a long time. You know, I Brian told me the other day, he says I don't feel like I really grew up until I was about twenty seven, and I said, yeah, all well that. You know, everybody matures at a different rate. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about how the brain's supposed to not be totally formed until you're twenty seven or something. Say yeah. that.
1: Yeah, it's around twenty five or twenty
0: seven. So it's 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 mid twenties, it right? Yeah, it varies. But I was already grown. I was already married and with with a, a young child at that age, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe things would have been different if my parents had just let, allowed me to be who I was. But my mother always had these this image of who I should be, and she refused to see anything different than what she expected me to be. Yeah. And if, if parents do such a disservice to their children that way, if I had to do it over, I think, you know, where, where that's concerned, at least I allowed him to be who he is. Yeah. But I think if I had known what I know now, and I had been knowing, knowing the Lord all that time, I think I would have said, Lord, where are his giftings? How do I nurture the gift that what you've called them to be? How do I right. nurture them? I, w- I didn't know to do that, but I think if I had to do it over, that's what I would have done. Yeah, Lord, show me, show me where His His anointings are, and how do I nurture those? Right. How do I help Him develop? Them? Right. Well,
1: I think that you and I both have, you know, kind of grew up in the in the same way. Um, my mother was also very protective of me, and you know, she would. Say things in a way where it it was kind of discouraged try in a, an attempt to discourage me from doing mm-hmm. that. But her heart mm-hmm. was in was trying to be protective because she knew if I made a, if I messed up or something, how you know how would've, heartbreaking he it would have been.
0: Yeah, saw the consequences before they happen.
1: Right? right, right. And so I I think when it comes to my son, I think about those things. Because for the longest time, I was honestly scared to death to do anything. Right. Because I didn't. I didn't want to fail, and I didn't want to have to go through all this trauma that I was. I had believed that I would go through if I if I went ahead and did it, and I, it, it hindered me in so many different ways. So, right. And I think Absolutely. about those things when it comes to my child. You know, I think about those things, and I think yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to cripple him. In that manner, that he's too afraid to step out and and try, you know, and Mm
0: -hmm. take chances and and risks. Right. Because that's exactly, that. that's me too. I didn't, I wouldn't move in any direction that was unsafe. It was paralyzing, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it is paralyzing. It absolutely is paralyzing. It's a good word.
1: And I did not, I did not want that for my child. So, you know, he's... Like I said, he's made a lot of mistakes, and I've had to let him make those mistakes. Um, it as much as it pains me sometimes and hurts my heart. Um, he knows I'm here for him, you know, and um, right. you know, I, I, especially within the last couple of years, I've really, really just, you know, turned him over to the Lord and said, Lord, that you know, he's not going to listen to me. You know, you're just going to have to, you're going to have to keep your hands on him. Right. And you're going to have to lead him and guide him and protect him and all the things that I can't. So. Yeah.
0: And he, and he's there with him all the time. Mm-hmm. He sure whether, is. Whether he's acknowledged or not, he's there all the time. Same yeah. The same with, with, you know, with Brian. So, yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, parents. We have a great responsibility, but the Lord will help us. That's the whole thing. That's the point I'm trying to make is so many people are because they have, you know, refused to listen to the Lord, they refuse to, they don't want any part of God in their life. Then they're left to their own devices. And you can't there is no such thing as a void. The enemy will come in and the enemy will start doing twisting and manipulating and deceiving and You know, doing everything he can to turn it the way he wants it to go, and his way is to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. So it's not going to turn out. It's not going to be turn out to be a good thing, regardless. Yeah. And it's a shame that people have to go have to go through these kind of things because I see there are people that I see that they're struggling so much and so so unnecessarily because of this. Yeah, because they they turn the Lord, they turn their back on the Lord. They don't want to have anything to do with that kind of thing, right? That's, and God says, "Okay." And how's that working for you? You know? Yeah. So, so it's you know, if we we really, really at this point in our in our history, we really need to be um, supportive. You know, the Bible talks about older women helping the younger women and older men helping the younger, the younger men. And that really needs to be more of a thing than it is now because people need guidance. They need the Lord, right? They need somebody, they need somebody in their life that that can speak the truth and love and give them the word and and pray with them and stand with them through the things that they're facing. Because these, as I keep saying over the recurring theme on my, true social account is no one can fix the mess we're in but god right no one has the power. i know everybody there's a lot of people that really admire and and respect and pray for donald trump i do too but he's still a man yeah he can only do so much right the one the only one who can really take care of this and bring it turn it around is god right and if you don't want him in your life there isn't any other any other good solution there isn't any other um victory without him
1: right that's true
0: and so Mm -hmm. once again we're, we're not all rainbows and lollipops on this podcast but you know we're at a time that's critical it's critical for the world it's critical for this country it's critical for us. Yeah. Because Jesus is coming soon. And I intend to go on that first load. Along with right. my, my whole family, whether they think they're going or not, they are. <laughs> right. Because I'm, I'm holding God to it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Acts 16.31, if you believe in the Lord Jesus, you and your whole household will be saved. Okay, well, that's what I'm holding them to. That's right. It's a good scripture. Yeah. It's one that I learned very early because I was the only one saved in my house and my family for many years. So I stood on it very early. Yeah. So I think we're going to go ahead and unhook here. Um, as a reminder... You can go to my website, VivianLMiller.com. There are free resources on my website. There are also my books on the the website. My books are there to teach you how to navigate that spirit realm and win. Mm -hmm. The one common theme in all my books is that there there is victory at the end of the story. Regardless of what they're facing, the characters face they end up in victory. Amen. Because that's what God promises. Yeah. And I don't want to see anybody have to go through unnecessarily any more struggle than they they need to. That's right. So until next time, walk in victory, walk in faith, listen carefully to the Lord and obey whatever he tells you Use your discernment, use the word of God, use the weapons of your warfare, and defeat the darkness.